Welcome to this BJSM podcast with Chris McNichol. He's a vice chair of UK Physios in Sport, which is one of BJSM's 18 member societies. We've previously heard from on Ping in general. You can find that on our homepage. And today he's going to focus on kinesio tape. Welcome to the podcast, Chris. Hey, Karen. How are you? Thanks for the invite. Well, kinesio taping is hard to ignore when you're watching any sport live or on TV. And what's the difference between kinesio taping and the traditional taping that we're familiar with? Yeah, the the obvious difference is um, about kinesio taping. It's quite a different product, and the philosophies that have uh, come with it are quite different from what we've been used in traditional athletic taping. So, traditional athletic taping, the products are are based around the structure, heavier tapes applied with tension and the tissues generally in a shortened position. Kinesio taping is a much lighter product and quite often we, the, the philosophy is to apply the tape um, with light tension or with the tissues on stretch. So that's very different from, from what we would be used to. The, the tape itself, it has superior qualities potentially to conventional taping in that it's much less likely to irritate the skin. We're much happier therefore as clinicians to leave that in situ for maybe two or three days. Athletes are much practical, they can wash and they can, they can move much better with tape on. And what's the rationale, Chris? Does it help performance? Yeah, well, you know, obviously when you, you go to the Olympics and you go to these, these big events and you see athletes who have significant amounts of, of kinesio taping on, they're obviously applying it to try and enhance performance. I have to say I've, I've tried to read a lot of the evidence and my interpretation of it is that kinesio taping doesn't enhance performance in, in healthy subjects or in healthy individuals. And there's a few studies that have, have, have tried to look at that. We, we look at... Um, Schiffer published a nice study um, this year in the Journal of Sports Rehab in which they looked in, in Germany at elite track and field athletes and they were applying tape to a lot of the major muscle groups and then performing um, dynamic jumping tasks and they found there was no significant increase in performance with the application of tape. Likewise, um, Nunez in the Journal of Strength Conditioning Research they, um, they did the same thing in a range of athletes from track and field, volleyball and soccer. They looked at taping the calf and then measured vertical jump, horizontal jump and balance. And they also found no significant effect. In the last study I'll describe in terms of can kinesio taping enhance performance in healthy subjects. Poon in manual therapy this year published a study, um, quite a unique design in which they, 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 they got the subjects they were blindfolded. The subjects thought that they were actually um, testing adhesive sensors, um, with the outcome measure being the ability to generate peak torque on a, a knee extension on a, on a isokinetic dynamometer. And what they had was three conditions. They had K-tape, they had a sham taping, and they had no tape. And they found that there was absolutely no difference in performance between the three, three conditions in terms of generation of peak torque or time to peak torque. So at this point in time, you know, I don't believe it enhances performance. What other claims are there for it? The, 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 the philosophy behind um, kinesio taping is that you know, the, there, there's the properties of the tape when it's applied with light tension with the tissue on a stretch is that the tape then, when it 
when the individual returns the body part to the resting position, there's convolutions within the tape. And these convolutions have the potential to reduce pain um, by reducing pressure on mechanoreceptors and chemoreceptors onto the skin and to enhance lymphatic drainage and reduce swelling in, in acute injuries. So what I would say is in terms of answering the first part of that, you know, can K-tape reduce pain? Well, there is some evidence to say that kinesiotaping uh, is effective in reducing um, pain after application. So there's a couple of studies that have looked at taping the patellofemoral joint and found it to be effective in stair-climbing tasks, for example. Some studies have looked at the application of tape around the shoulder and found that, you know, there's a significant reduction in pain after application. But once we look at um, those studies, once you go outside five to seven days, we see no significant difference in um, the reductions in pain. And studies that have looked at serial application of kinesiotaping, again, they, they don't describe any significant difference between sham taping or no taping. So two particular studies may be worth describing looked at, at the effect of creating those convolutions on the, the soft tissues over the lumbar spine to reduce pain. One study by Pariera, published 2014, they, they compared treat K-tape to a sham K-taping of the, the lumbar spine. And they, they taped, you know, they had eight sessions of taping carried out over a month, and they found no significant difference. And, a, and, a, and the second study then, Katzenahu, published last year, again, they, they compared traditional or conventional physiotherapy for, for chronic low back pain versus conventional physio with kinesiotaping added. And after a month of taping, there was no significant difference. So in terms of the, the reduction in pain, some short-term relief is what I would say, but, but not in long-term relief. If we want to maybe then talk about the microcirculation, there's one particular study that I would just flag up and was published in 2015, um, published this year by Nunes, and they, they looked at the effect of K-taping on its ability to reduce swelling in acute ankle sprains, and they found that in ankles that um, were, were sprained, they were applying tape from 48 hours on. They found there was no significant reduction in ankle swelling and those that were taped and those that were not. So that was a, a randomised study. And Chris, there is one systematic review in BJSM from our Singapore colleague, Dr Edwin Lim, that suggests K-tape is not helpful for musculoskeletal pain and disability in people who've had that for more than four weeks. But before we leave K-tape, what about its role in ligaments and joints that need range of motion, for example, the shoulder? I, I think there's actually, my personal belief is that I think that there's a, there, there is some benefits in using elastic tape around the shoulder, and I'll, I'll, I'll include kinesiotaping there as an elastic tape. And I think it, not, not necessarily for its inherent um, properties as a tape, or actually that it's purely kinesiology taping philosophy that achieves the effect, but I do think that there is the possibility that using elastic tapes around the shoulder work. Um, we did talk in the last podcast about the, the really nice um, work done at Imperial College London um, by Shaheen, where they published this year a study where they compared two taping techniques at the shoulder, one rigid 
and one kinesio. And they did observe a significant alteration in shoulder kinematics in individuals with subacromial impingement. Um, both studies, or both taping techniques, the, the rigid and the kinesio taping technique, they increased external rotation about the shoulder. But interestingly, the, the kinesio taping was more effective at higher ranges of, of elevation. And as a clinician, we know that um, one of the advantages of using elastic tape around the, the shoulder is that it preserves preserve movement. You mentioned about the use of, um, you know, for instability about joints and to support ligaments. I actually don't see it being as effective around the peripheral joints. So we know that, you know, rigid taping applied around the ankle or the foot, fingers and thumb is very effective in, in um, causing force closure and stabilizing joints. Um, I don't think we can say that about kinesio taping at present. Will you be carrying a roll of K-tape in your kit bag in 10 years' time? Yeah, well, I, 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 I would commit to saying I think I will definitely have a roll of elastic tape in my bag in, in 10 years' time. The evidence just isn't there to say that it will be applied with a kinesio-taping philosophy. It's quite, quite hard when you, you read through some of the literature. You know, that, that study I just talked about, Shaheen, for example, the kinesio-taping technique, um, when you break it down into its, its constituent parts, there's, there's three pieces of tape that are laid on the shoulder, for example. Two of those are laid on with light tension with the tissue on a stretch. And then the last piece of tape, the kinesio tape, is applied with high tension and you're pulling the shoulder from anterior to posterior. That, for me, is very similar to traditional taping philosophy, um, as described by Jenny McConnell. So I think in 10 years' time, how, how we are applying the tape, I don't know, but I, I, I do get a sense that it'll be a... I'll have a roll of elastic tape. Thanks, Chris. And I remind listeners who missed your first podcast on regular taping, they can find it easily via our BJSM homepage on SoundCloud, or of course they can catch it on the mobile app. And Chris, to close, can you remind us about the UK SEM Physios in Sport Conference on the Growing Athlete? Yeah, we, we have a really strong lineup um, that isn't just about... Um, academics presenting research. It's, it's very much a practical conference and hopefully well, there'll be stuff there for the, the new graduate right through to folks like me who've been, been on the road for maybe 15, 20 years. So it's a really strong conference on adolescence in, in sport. So we're, we've put the hashtag on a team building because there's a, there's a theme there around the long-term physical development of our athletes. And So check it out on acpsem.org. Indeed. So that's under five month, great value, discounts on education, full access to three journals, and you strengthen the sports physio community by being a member and you can influence the future of the profession. If you're enjoying BJSM, remember the free app makes podcasts easy to download when you're on Wi-Fi. You can listen to them later. Also, of course, you can get to Facebook and the very popular YouTube videos with over 5 billion views. Thanks for listening to this BJSM podcast. Have an active day.